0: Oh hello! Uh,
1: hello there!
0: Welcome back!
1: Welcome back to this wonderfully amazing show that we call Serving It Up.
0: Serving It Up. Pip pip cheerio! I feel like we should get into that mindset, no? oh you think so yeah like no. tea, and, tea and crumpets i think we're gonna have some strawberries and cream so we're just gonna
1: we're just gonna talk like we we're
0: from i mean it's the season
1: tis the season tis okay. the season i don't know our accents change based on the
0: season but okay yeah child we on the grass grass means british people in like london and shit
1: oh are we on the grass because you know, i'm on concrete
0: oh okay well you know what i mean tennis is on grass the grass court season you know like the three weeks that they play on grass it's happening uh, is,
1: it, is, is it a season because it's like you know it's a grass court sprinkle
0: right well yeah. like like, right no not larry, just a dash of salt
1: no just a dash really <laughs> give this time of year any juice
0: any kind of good good flavor yeah like people season their
1: chicken with salt and pepper exactly
0: oh, what are you doing right that's not seasoning, that's a condiment. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so figured we can get in the mindset of that, you know. We're getting close.
1: Two weeks away, so yeah, might yeah. as well. Um,
0: yeah. But like I said, welcome back to Serving It Up, where we talk about tennis and tennis. And, well, you
1: know, we talk about tennis.
0: Yeah, and sometimes other things. <laughs>
1: But you
0: know, most of tennis. Just tennis, yeah. <laughs> I'm Michael. And I am me. And he is he.
1: I am always going to be me. Yeah,
0: that is so true. So true. Alright, well, it's been two weeks since we last spoke. Had a lot of stuff go down, you know. Um uh, the French Open was over, right, when we last did this?
1: Yeah, we talked about um <laughs> we talked about one winning the French open and now when it's involved in the state of the women's game. That's right yeah, we talked
0: about it. Yeah, so two, two more weeks of tennis since then. A lot of stuff has gone down. Uh, but how have your two weeks been on a personal level, as far as you care to share?
1: You know, it's, the two weeks has been, you know, pretty busy. Um, it's summer, but I still have to go to work every day. So it's a little easier. It's not as crazy, but, you know, this adulting thing, you know, still takes time and energy and... Getting up and driving to work and, you know, working. So that's where I am right now. How about you?
0: Mm, kind of the same. I'm actually about to be off for a couple of weeks. Much needed. Very happy about it. Going to be pretty lazy. Uh, and got some big life transitions coming up. I'm actually going to be moving to another state for a few months for a new job. So that'll be interesting. Trying to wrap my head around that and just, you know, really struggle trying to manage self-care and like how to balance getting things done that need to be done but also taking the time that i want to take to do the things that i want to do so not as easy as it seems but uh, i've been working hard at trying to perfect that so I'm going to be practicing those things a lot
1: that sounds great awesome congratulations on your life change and your <laughs> mean, amazingness
0: is about to ensue. Yeah. So it's a new chapter. I feel like things are looking up for me, which is kind of scary because I want to... The realist in me keeps saying, well, something bad is about uh, going to happen eventually. And it's making me, like, afraid to really celebrate the happy stuff. But, you know, you can't be that way. You got to just kind of lean into the good and bad things are going to happen. And you just deal with those when they come along.
1: Well, I mean, isn't it your season... Yeah, you were about like the the zodiac sign thing.
0: Oh, you're talking about the full the Sagittarius full moon.
1: Whatever you. Because you it. know
0: you believe in that so much. Absolutely not. Yeah, the Sagittarius full moon. So it's like, apparently this is if you're I don't really know the specifics, but it's a time of instant manifestation for Sagittarius, uh, which I am a Sagittarius, and like, you know, basically change and and. uh uh clarity on people on things on decisions if this is the time to kind of really lean into all that stuff so it seems to me it's so weird that kind of stuff is creepy because it's like you read it and it's like oh yeah but it's like that actually really does apply i mean it's a lot of it is kind of general but i think there's maybe something to it so i mean i don't really need any more uh push or whatever to to do it because I can already see like it's working but I'll take this as another motivating factor as a reason why I should just lean in and kind of try to positive thinking about what I want to happen in my life so yeah
1: just embrace it
0: exactly that's what I'm trying to do but it's scary it's easier said than done it's hard to embrace things that are like good for you it's easier to embrace bad things it's almost like you think you deserve the bad things but you don't deserve the good things
1: Come on with that word.
0: Yeah. But that's not why we're here.
1: <laughs> we're here to talk about tennis. Uh, we about tennis, we're talking about, like, good life talks. Listen,
0: child. I mean, I can do that, too. Do um, you want to take a quick break? We'll come back and you jump into it.
1: Absolutely. This break will be brought to you by the Cheesecake
0: Factory. Mm, I love the Cheesecake Factory. Oh, my God. Factory of cheesecakes. So, so good. good. So good. So good. Okay, we'll be right back.
1: Whew. Uh, well we're back guys let me finish i'm just i'm taking another bite of my cinnabon swirl cheesecake mm. um, is that a real expect- one yes i so- didn't
0: know that when did they do that
1: uh you are late to the is game. that new use word about your sagittarius moon landing
0: whatever <laughs> do you is that
1: a new one i mean i got it like the first time I got it was maybe a couple months ago, so it not oh it's not new new. It's new on their menu. It's not one of their traditional ones. Yeah,
0: but I haven't been there in so long. Like the one you know I always get the same one. Now I can't remember what it's called, but I always get the same one. Dang, what is it? The turtle one? No, it's like the no. one with the
1: Don't you get the the um
0: brownie on the no, bottom?
1: I Oh. I get
0: the, what? I don't remember. I can't remember either. That's how long it's been since I've been there. <laughs> Ugh, God. Okay, I'm going to have to go there soon, actually. Like, maybe this weekend. It is <clears> so <throat> good when I tell
1: you so good. Yeah. So good. Yeah. So good. So good.
0: Okay. All right, you ready to talk about tennis? What you got?
1: Sure. So we will start off with um our tennis segment. Um, hashtag Tennis Talk. So, this is going to be real quick, straight to the point. You always um, say
0: that, and then as Eric points out... Hi, Eric, or the one person who listens to us every week. How you doing? Um, that We say it's going to be short, and then it's forever.
1: <laughs> but What you're not going to do, is, first of all, is you're not going to shade me like he did. Second of all, what you're not going to do is shade our show, because more than one person listens a week. He's just our consistent listener. Hey, Eric, we appreciate that. Yes. And third of all, what y'all not going to do is y'all not going to shade me. I said is going to be quick. And you know, quick could be 30 minutes. It could be an hour and a half. Just buckle up and sit in there with us.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's go. But no, this will be
1: real quick. Um, we talk about men's tennis. It's two weeks. Um, I'm going to do the same thing I did last week. If you think I missed anything, you let me know. I'm going to talk about what thing needs to be talked about. I'm saving my best for last because I think I want to talk about that person the most. So we'll start off with your fave because – We have to always talk about him. Number 10, number
0: 10, number 10. So Federer won
1: his 10th title at Halle, which is a grass court tournament. Um, It is the... I want to say the first tournament he's won 10 times. Um, He's won Wimbledon and Dubai eight times. He's won his home tournament of Basel nine times. And now he's won Halle 10 times. Um, so, another great thing, the last time we did a show, we were talking about Nadal winning the French Open 12 times. not Federer's winning this one title 10 times. It's crazy how the, when the grades set these numbers up, his child, there's so many people, no shit, absolutely no shit, because Lord knows I'm not a professional tennis player. But so many, many people end their careers without even winning 10 titles. And this man has won 10 at just one specific tournament. Yeah. Uh, so, he had a couple of tough three setters and then the semis and the finals. Um, he ended up winning fairly easily, beating gofan in straight sets, 7-6, 6-1. Gofan had literally like played three sets like every day. He was a little tired. Um, but from the highlights that I saw, Federer was doing his typical grass court thing, being great. Um, I think this does give him more confidence going into Wimbledon. Apparently, Wimbledon is taking this and possibly going to seed him number two um, ahead of Nadal, and Nadal will be number three. Which some people are like, oh, does that really matter, just one seeding? It does matter. If you're seeded two instead of three, now he has a possibility of not having to play Nadal and Federer, um, sorry, Djokovic back to back. So, like if he was the number three seed, let's say he fell on Djokovic's side, he would have to play Djokovic in the semis, Nadal in the final. Um, but now that he's the number, he would be the number two seed if Wimbledon does grant him that, which I think they would, he only would have to go through one of them. And that would be in the final. So it is actually a big deal that they're planning to move him up.
0: Right. Well, I mean, I think if anybody warrants being moved up, it's him.
1: I mean, Wimbledon always, you know, <laughs> they respect the men and move them up accordingly. Mm,
0: I see the shade there.
1: Because for many years, they've disrespected the women, especially Venus. and Yes. But they always typically move the men up. So, Federer probably will be number two. So, yeah, it's a good week for him. Anything else you want to add about your fave?
0: I mean, no. I mean, it's just, you know, he continues to add on to his legendary status. I mean, it's just kind of amazing at 37 that he's still out here, you know, stunting on them hoes, showing them how it's done. And I just think everybody should take note. That's all.
1: Are we having a Beyonce bow down moment?
0: I'm just saying. It's really... It is amazing if you just kind of get out of your feelings and think about it.
1: First of all, I'm not in my feelings. I'm in the cheesecake. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it's crazy how like you know people take different roles, and nobody wants to play as long as some other people. But I was watching the—I don't know what you call it—but it's a tour where retired players play each other. Mm-hmm. And Blake was playing roddick in the semifinals of this tournament. And they were both talking about how, like, they're out here. You know, they're looking pretty decent. Clearly, they're not working out as much, hitting the ball as hard, moving as fast. But they were both – they were comfortable talking about how they're both years younger than Federer. And Federer's out here still number three, still winning titles. So it all just depends, one, on what your journey takes you on. Federer could have stopped at 30. I feel like Roddick could have still been playing, but – you know, do you wanna keep up that training? Do you wanna keep up that wear and tear in your body? Federer has that really smooth game that's not as taxing. Um, but you just it, it was just very interesting to me that they were like they're so much younger than Federer, but he's still out here winning. So no shade to them or to him. It's just amazing how people take different different paths.
0: Well, it's just all about, you know, I mean one it's a mindset if you feel like you can keep up with the grind. And I think the thing about him about Federer is like He's always been very, like, the way he plays is kind of, like, it's so graceful. And not to try to be, I'm not trying to be a stan right now, but I don't know how else to say it. But, like, in such a graceful way, I think he really does impact his body a lot less than other people do to get the same level that he does. You know what I mean? It comes so easy to him that I don't think it wears on him as much as it does on other people who have to try to maintain that level week in, week out. And so it's like, yeah, he can play at 37 and not be as affected because it's like the, his game allows him to do that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He's just so light and um, airy. Yeah. So shout out to him for still being here at 37, out here killing the game, still out here being favorites in Grand Slams. I feel like obviously the, t- the big three are going to be the favorites of Wimbledon. So shout out to him winning another title. It's his second title for the year after winning Miami. Is it his second? Did he win anything else?
0: Mm, I think that's right.
1: So maybe? I don't know. So I know, Well, I know he won Miami because he beat Esner. So he has at least two titles. Right. won something else. I maybe it's the third title.
0: Oh, um, I can't remember. You know I can't remember.
1: I know. You don't even remember who won the title last week. Exactly. Um, so yeah, so that's a Federer. Um, the second person I wanted to talk about on the men's side is a big – this is going to be a dual talk because I said three people, but you know I'm going to keep this together – Shout-out to Feliciano Lopez, um, who was the king of grass, in my opinion, this weekend. Like, yeah. Even, yeah. With, even with federal winning 10 titles at Holly. Feliciano Lopez, got, he's 37 years old, got a wild card to play um, this week, and then also played doubles with Murray, because everybody should know by now Murray's back. Feliciano Lopez played such an amazing tournament. Uh, first of all shout out to him because not only did he win the singles tournament he also won the doubles tournament and before y'all say oh that's cute no let's talk about this this man beat okay we don't know this person in the first round but then he had a walk over over del Potro, moment of silence for del Potro. absolutely one of my faves and he just cannot stay uninjured or not injured Like I feel so bad for him he messed up his knee again the same one he had surgery on he may have to have surgery again he said he doesn't know if the match that he played at Queens is going to be the last match of his career he doesn't know if he's going to be able to come back from this one I feel so bad for him because I remember starting to follow Del Portra in 2009 when he went on a tear over that summer won the US Open and he would have been a definite multi Grand slam champion just had to give him a moment I feel so bad for him that he's injured again um, yeah, he
0: always is getting injured. It is it is sad.
1: It just it's so hurtful because but he and then he's such a good he's like such a beast in how tall he is. He seems such like a calm beast. Like such a nice guy. Everybody has nothing but nice things to say about him. So I hope he can come back and I just hope he can uh, shout out to Del Potro. Um, yeah, and he's
0: so not. yeah, it's like he and he's still good, like when he's not injured, he's played so well, so it's like if he could just stop being injured, it really is kind of heartbreaking.
1: He would have legit been a part of the Big Four. Yeah. like He would have been the Big Four, the Big Five, the Big Six, whatever. It would have been him, Djokovic, Nadal, Federer, Murray, Wawrinka. Because like, Del Porto really has a game to challenge all of them. And if we remember, he's beaten all of them. Like when he won the U.S. Open, he beat Federer in the final, destroyed Nadal in the semifinals. Like he has given, he's been Djokovic at the Olympics. Like he has a game to really beat them all on a consistent basis, but his body has just not given him that opportunity. So shout out to him. So um, back to Lopez. He got to walk over in round two. Then he played Raonic, who we all know is great on grass and has a huge serve. Beats Raonic, seven six in the third. Then he had to play my boy Felix in the semis, six four in the third. And then played Simone in the final 7-6 in the third. But again, let's pause on that. Because he had to play four matches, essentially, on like within 24 hours. Because he had to win his semifinals against Felix. Won it in three sets. Then he had to finish his quarterfinal doubles match right after... They were already in the second set and they won like they were they finished in like maybe 30 minutes. Then he had to play the semifinals of his double on the same day. So now that's three matches. Mm-hmm. Then come back the next day, play Simone in the finals, and then play the doubles finals on the same day. So essentially that's five matches within 36 hours, all of them going to three sets, and he won them all, left as a singles and doubles champion. First person to do that since Pete Sampras did it back in 1999, and Mark Philippoussis did it in 1997. No other player has won Queen singles and doubles. He's now one of three people. And shout out to him. He was the MVP for the weekend for these two weeks for me because that was phenomenal. So I just had to shout him out.
0: I mean, yeah, how could you not? He like owned. He owned tennis this week, basically. He's like not on top of winning singles he also came back in doubles with murray and helped murray win his first title back it's like uh yeah he's winning this week for sure
1: so that was my second person And shout out for murray on his comeback yeah it's um, good
0: to see him back
1: a nice way to come back winning a doubles title he's he's playing another doubles tournament this week with a different player yeah and then he's playing wimbledon with a different player Um, and then he said he feels positive about how things went this past week. So he's considering possibly maybe trying to play singles at the U S open, but he's going to see how his body feels after the grass court. And then if anything, at least he's going to play doubles at the U S open. Um, I think it's really good that he's at least able to come out and play doubles. Um, if you don't know, he had hip surgery, no one has come back from the type of hip surgery that he's had and been able to play competitive singles. Um, one of the Bryan brothers, I wanna say it was Mike. Please don't no, it was Bob. I think it was Bob. Bob had the same surgery last year and Bob is now back, but he's playing competitive doubles. So nobody's done it for singles yet. So Murray is gonna I guess push and try to be that first person. So shout out to have him winning that title. And I hope I hope he has a good grad school season. Murray, you know, if Serena's up for it, I doubt she will. Murray's looking for a doubles a mixed doubles partner. I don't think Swina's gonna play mix, but you know, Venus might if Sweena doesn't play doubles. Um, just letting you know, Venus has a very accomplished doubles resume, so don't sleep on her.
0: Right. I think they would be a good team. I mean I think he's dealing with this very smart a smart way to come back, you know. It's like a good way for him to kinda get some matches, see how it really feels, test it out, see what he thinks and kinda go from there. But, yeah, I'm totally down for Murray Venus doubles at the U.S. Open. That would be fun to watch. But I'm like, yeah, I, w- I wonder if they're, like, close. I never really thought of- – I've never seen them interact with each other before. Me either. I but he that. always speaks highly about – I mean, you know he's a big advocate for women in sports and equal play. I mean, I think mostly because of his big his mom. And so sure, I feel like he would I'm have good things not to say cards. Right. I'm sure he would have good things to say about Venus because she obviously is a champion of- for that as well. So. Well, I
1: mean, I think so too. Somebody did ask him about it and he said they, they both are pretty busy, so he's not sure. Um, and then Venus had a very cute comment. I love Venus. Venus said... Um, I don't think Sweden is going to be too happy with me getting all these different doubles partners. I got to check with her. <laughs> right. Um, so we'll see. So shout out to Murray, um, his comeback. And then I wanted to end with my boy Felix. Of now, I don't think I have stood, stand, stand, or stood, stand. For any male player like this in a very long time, it is no secret. I am I am much more into the women's tennis. Venus, Serena, my fellow Wakanda female players, um, Kvitova when she actually wanna play right, Lovin Barty. We'll talk about her in a little bit. But I really typically don't stand for the men. Like I just love good tennis, but Felix has made such a fan out of me, and what I think. What is so interesting and why I stand for him so much? I typically don't follow juniors or the um, ITF circuit or challengers or any of that stuff. But I remember like two, three, maybe even three and a half years ago, someone posting a video about a young kid from Canada and some like ridiculous winner that they hit. um, And he happened to be black. So I looked at the video and I was like, oh, this kid is good. So I've been following Felix for like two or three years now, checking to see how he's doing in the Challenger, checking to see how he's doing like coming up, which I never do. Um, so I think that's another reason why I'm so invested in him. And then to see him go from that to now, this boy is 18 out here. In the, we haven't done this show in two weeks. So in the past two weeks, he made it to the finals of his first grass court tournament, the first tournament on the pro level he's ever played on grass. And the boy made it to the finals. Um, sad that he did not win. Um, he lost to Berrettini, Berrettini, in two tough sets. Um, but still, like the boy is out here winning. And then the week before that, he couldn't play the French Open because he was injured, so he missed those two weeks. And then right before the French Open, he made it to the finals of Lyon, which is a clay court tournament which is a tournament that I would follow him where he won on the challenger circuit two years in a row. So, like, I've been following his journey for a while now. So, finals of Lyon, didn't play the French Open because he was injured. Finals of Stuttgart, and then he made it to the semis of Queens, losing to Lopez. But li- before you say, oh, he didn't, he didn't win the tournament, we listen to who he beat to get to the semis. And again, remember, he's 18. He beat Dimitrov in the first set. Sorry, first round. He beat Curios in the second round, 7-5 in the third. And Curios was up to his antics. He beat Tsitsipas in the quarterfinals, who was a number one seed, is a top ten player, is a legit player. And Tsitsipas actually said, I don't know. And I quote, he is the toughest player I have ever had to play. Which I think is crazy because Tsitsipas has played Federer, he's played Nadal, and he's played Djokovic. And he said that Felix is the toughest player he's ever had to play. Felix has beaten him three times in juniors and now two times in the pros. Tisipas said, I just have to accept that he's better than me. And maybe one day I will beat him. I may have to wait some years, but who knows? He's just better than me. Like, the boy is legit. I have never stood for somebody this much in such a long time. I had to give him his time, his shine round of applause tens across the board all of that the category is felix is going to be legend i hope he lives up to this i hope he doesn't let anybody pressure him you know people love the comparisons to federer because actually had the same birthday um but i actually said something this weekend about him and something that he did that federer did and you were like nope he needs to be the first felix and i completely agree He don't need to be the next Federer. He needs to be the first Felix. I stand. And I know I've been talking. I'm sorry I will stop. But I am just so impressed by him. Yeah, you're a big
0: fan, which you should be. He's good. I like him, too. I think he has a lot of potential. I mean, obviously, he's Wakandan, so that helps. And I'm all about Felix and and him doing well. Um, He's shown a lot of grit so far. And he's got the game. I think, I mean, we're definitely going to hear more about him. He won't be a flash in the pan, I don't think. Um, it's just a matter of when he's going to break through. He might do it at Wimbledon. Who knows? Um, Yeah, he's had some big wins. He's he's definitely showing some good stuff. And he seems really cool. I haven't really watched any interviews of him or, like, seen him outside of just on the court, like, in a match. But he seems like a nice guy and, like, down to earth. So
1: I'm all about Felix. He gets my vote. He's, like, a very nice, humble guy. Um, it would, it's gonna be great to see how he does at Wimbledon. Um, crazy thing is, he, there's all this hype around him, um, and people have been following him for a while now, and he's been doing so great this year. Actually, he's been the semifinals of Miami, which is a Masters 1000, so and he made it all the way through qualifying. He's been in three finals this year so far. Haven't hasn't been able to grab his title first pro title yet, but crazy thing is. He's done all of this, and he's never played a main draw match at a Grand Slam.
0: Oh, that's crazy. So Wimbledon will be the first time?
1: Wimbledon will be his first main draw match because um, he lost in qualifying at the Australian Open, was injured at the French Open, and then Wimbledon is coming up now. So that'll be his first main draw Grand Slam match. Well, that'll be an interesting match then.
0: That'll be a good tale of how he handles pressure, I think.
1: It will it will be, and I I I'm very interested to see. Um I think he'll do fine. Like he'll be a top thirty seed, top thirty two seed, so he he's he's in the twenties. So I think he'll be fine. Um and I think he's young, he's fit. I don't think three out of five sets is gonna be a problem. So I'm very he's definitely someone I'm gonna be looking at um during the during Wimbledon and see how he does.
0: Yeah, I think he'll do a good job. I'm excited to – he's one of the storylines. It's the same for me. Like, I'll be watching him, looking at his draw, seeing what's going to happen, who he has to play for sure.
1: So those are my three talk talkabouts for the clay court season. Sorry, oh the goodness. grass season. season. Um, I don't know if you had any you wanted to talk about.
0: No, I think those are the biggest stories of the week. Well, just quick shout out to, um, I saw this today, Marcos Baghdadis is retiring. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, I guess I guess you could call him a journeyman, now. I would. Yeah. I would. Who made a kind of a splash. I don't remember the year, but it was at the Australian Open. <laughs> That's all I can remember. 2008. And 2008 Australian Open kind of put him on the map as far as I'm concerned. And um, kind of made him a name that you kind of recognized ever since that moment, that tournament. Um, so, he's had a good career. and It's always sad to see people retire, but I'm sure he's going to be on to better things and happier days now that he won't have to, you know, be a professional athlete anymore.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so. Wimbledon is going to be his last tournament, so that is something definitely worth recognizing because, I mean, he... He's had a great career. Like yeah. Everybody can't win every Grand Slam or every tournament, but he's been a journeyman. He's won titles. He made it to the semis, of the finals of that Australian Open, losing to Federer. So definitely a respectable career and we wish him the best as he enters into retirement in a couple of weeks.
0: Yep. Son the ladies.
1: The WTA. Woo, silly. <laughs> um, so, my three things, I'm going to start off in a very respectful manner. Round of applause, tends across the board to Ashley Barty, um, who not only won the French Open title, just recently won Birmingham, and with that win, New she goal. now tops the WTA race and is the first Australian woman to be at the top of the rankings since 1977, When is it, Y- Yvonne Gulagon Crawley was the last Australian open Australian to do it. Um, I think her story is just so weirdly phenomenal. Like such a standout junior, turning pro so young, making it to those doubles finals with Casey Delaco when she was like fifteen, um, but then feeling like burnt out by the time she was like eighteen. Um because it was a lot of pressure. Because one thing about Australia, they have like great clout. Obviously, Rod Laver, um, and the other lady that's not we're not talking about. Um, yeah. but you know, there's great clout there in the tennis world. So there's a lot of pressure. So there's a lot of pressure on her. So she said she it was too much for her. And at that, the crazy thing is that at that point she had really done nothing in singles. She had really just been doing really well in doubles. Went away from the game. Ended up playing cricket for like two or three years and was pretty decent at that. And then decided in 2016 that she was going to give tennis a go. And the crazy thing is, the first tournament she played coming back was a Challenger, which was held at Birmingham, which is the tournament that she just won. It's just crazy how things come full circle. And to go from, quote-unquote, walking away from tennis to coming back to in three short years... Now you are the number one player in the world and a Grand Slam champion. Like, kudos to her. And I'm just going to say kudos to her.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's weird. (laughs) That's all I can think. Definitely would have never thought that was going to happen this year. But she did what she had to do. She's had the results. She's now number one. Um, it's funny that it's like everybody I feel like was for so long putting so much on Stozer and then here she here comes Astra Barty out of nowhere and she's like really kinda giving them what they wanted. Mhm. And 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 Stozer is like still playing but not, you know and she has a grand slam too, so don't be sneezing at her but Child, saying, Okay, because she yeah. got that
1: open. Right. It's just weird. The tour is weird. <laughs> so like I just, weird. like, I will say this. Like, kudos to Barty for doing what she did. Barty won the matches that were put in front of her. And in tennis and in sports, that's all you can do. You have to win the matches that are put in front of you. But we were talking, and it's just so interesting, like, through her run um, in at Roland Garros and through her run in winning um, Birmingham, Barty did not face one top 10 player the highest seed she faced during that amazing run that she was on and again no shade to that run the highest seed she faced was madison keys in the fourth round of the french open and madison keys at that time was seeded 14 so in winning the grand slam and winning this tournament she's faced no top 10 players um and again, she's won the matches. Like, like ugh, you just, you gotta win. Which, like, you, I just, I don't know. Like, it's crazy how, and I don't blame her. I blame the, like, th- there is no consistency at the top. Like, this is Vardy's role to the French Open. Pegula, we don't know who she is, no shade. Collins, we just know that she's crazy. Um, Petrovic, who's not, like, as strong as she used to be. Her ranking has dropped really a lot. Kennan, who, you know, she'll be a good player. She's the one that took out Serena. Keys, we know Madison Keys. Like I said, she was seeded 14. Anna Samova, a teenager who was on her way up. And Vondrašova, another teenager on her way up. So, like, none of those are names we really recognize or, like, you think people beat on their way to their first Grand Slam. But again, you can't blame her because where was Halep? Where was Fidelina? Where was Pliskova? Where was Osaka? Osaka. Where was Kvitova? Well, she didn't play. Where was Williams? Serena so losing to Kennan? Where was Sloan? like any like Sloane? Like you have to win the matches you put in front of you. But it's amazing that you can she can be on this amazing run and have to play no top ten players. And like all of the top three women in the world were at Birmingham. Osaka was there, Barty was there, Pliskova was there. And she has she's had to play none of them in this amazing run that she's on. Yeah, so kudos weird. to her for seeing this opportunity and for snatching it up.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's all you really can do. got you can't throw away your shot. She certainly has not. <laughs> so she's reaping the benefits of it, so See if she can keep it going at the at Wimbledon. I saw she pulled out of Eastbourne because she had injured her arm or something.
1: Yeah, Yeah. apparently it's like past injury, which to me makes sense. Like you, I need to pull out. out. Yes, you're like out here winning Grand Slams. Let's sit down and rest a little bit and get ready for the tournament. So I'm not, I'm not surprised. Right.
0: Yeah. So we'll see what happens when Wimbledon gets here. She can keep it up. Certainly all eyes will be
1: on her. <laughs> it is interesting because she's she's really from what I see, like a very humble, sweet person. Every interview is never about her. It's always about her team and the people that have supported her. Like and I feel like she's the first person that I've seen handle pressure in a very long like, handle pressure really well in a very long time. Um, it'll be interesting to see where this goes. Because now she's, she's made the jump from being the hunter to the hunted. When She's going to now be going through what Venus and Serena went through the, pretty much her whole career, what Osaka was going through. When you're number one and you're at the top, everybody wants to beat you. Everybody decides they want to play their best against you. So it's a different mindset. And like one person said, I can't remember which top player it was, but it was like when you get to the top, there's nowhere for you to go but down. Like, and it's crazy when you think about it like that. There's nowhere else for her to go. So I want to see how she handles that. Because she seems... She gives me the kind of feel like I don't really get stressed. I don't really... Like, she handles pressure well. So it's going to be interesting to see what she does at Wimbledon now as a top player in the world.
0: Yeah. I think that's always the true test of a champion. So we'll see how she... How she measures up when it gets here.
1: So, um... Other than that, um, I mentioned Kennan briefly because she took us away to the French. Kennan did win a title this week. This past week, she beat Benchich in the final, so she won a grass court tournament, her second title for the year. So she seems to be making a stay for herself. Um, so shout out to Kennan on her win. Um, and then on the women's side, I really can't... Those are the two women tournament. I can't think of anything else...
0: Well, Shara came back.
1: Oh, yeah, you can talk about her. She
0: lost to Kerber, right, in the second yeah. round?
1: Yeah.
0: Right. Um, She had a pretty easy win the first round. I don't remember who she played, but I know she won in straight sets, I think. Um, And then she lost to Kerber, which is, you know, not unexpected, considering she hasn't played in forever, but that's a pretty big deal. So I'm guessing she'll be at Wimbledon, and we'll get to see some more of her playing. I'm really shocked she's still playing, to be honest, but... She yeah. think she still has some game to, some wins in her, or she wouldn't be out there.
1: I mean, she feels like she, she has something to prove. like, And I think I think it's all because she doesn't want people to end, her, or she doesn't want her career ending where people are saying she couldn't do it because of the drugs.
0: Yeah, but that's what we're going to say, child, because that's what you're still proving, regardless.
1: I mean, I'm very surprised she's, like, struggled this much to get back, but, you know. They say the women's game is much deeper nowadays. So Yeah.
0: And she's also one of the older gals now, too, so she got to treat her body a little bit better. I think she's been plagued by injuries a lot since she's come back, which has kind of hindered her more than she probably wanted it to. Yeah. Yeah, so.
1: It'll be interesting to see what she does at Wimbledon. It's her favorite tournament. Um, she hasn't won it since 2004. Yeah, that's and- a long time. Long time, but she still loves it, so we'll see. It was, it that is a good thing to point out that Sharpova is back and she's competing at Wimbledon, so we'll see how she does there. Yeah. Um, and then just because I love her, shout out to Venus, child. You know, ooh. I mean, she's back in the
0: sounds too positive to me, but yes,
1: okay. well, I was gonna say, shout out because she's back in the top 50, child. You know, yeah. we celebrate that. Woo-hoo. Um, she's back at 44, but Venus, we love you, girl. And always will. However, what happened after being up four-one and points to go 5-2 she a five-two Bar- against Venus? Like we, <coughs> I was. Excuse me. I was so excited. Like I was looking at this match. I was like, Venus is playing good tennis. She's being aggressive. Venus has made me a little bit frustrated with her game these past few years because she's somewhat lowered her unforced errors. But because of that, she barely ever hits winners, and it drives me insane. Like, at one point, Venus on a grass court had three winners, and Barty had 12. And I'm like, that when I see those statistics, it just drives me up a wall. Because, like, you help usher in power tennis. Like, hit the ball. Like, that frustrates me so much. Um, but you were up. You were so close to winning that first set. I'm not saying you should have won the matchup, which you should have. But at least... When that first set like sometimes i just get frustrated when she's like in that winning p- position and then like something happens and it's like she just clicks off and i'm like where did you go come back
0: yeah it's really annoying i don't know it's like you don't really it's more annoying because you don't know what it is and it's like i'm trying to be fair to her because she is 39 now happy belated birthday child um and it's just like, that's, that's, she's old. No shade. Like, not really old, but like, as far as tennis is concerned, she is old. So maybe she just get tired. But I'm like, I don't believe that to be true. I think if you can go at 4-1, you can win the set. It's only two more games. I think she just gets nervous, and it's becoming, it has become, and is now a pattern, and it's annoying, and I don't like it. And I'd rather her just lose. I'd rather her lose easily as opposed to go be up and then, lose in some stupid way because when she goes up like this it tells me that she still has the game but she don't have the mental part and that's frustrating it's like I can understand if at 39 your body is telling you you need to stop but if you can still be out here and do it but you can't get your mind together that is annoying to me
1: I mean I completely agree we were talking about it you mentioned how like if she was just losing these matches it would be like okay she needs to retire but like She's up, or she's like, and she's—I would say—2018 was a year that we just all want to forget. For um, 2019, it hasn't been the best year because she still hasn't won anything. But she's been losing—at least on my point—it's a better because she's been losing to more to players with more clout. Like first tournament, she lost to Andrescu. Yes, we didn't know who she was in, but Andreescu had a beast of a January and a February. The girl ended up winning Indian Wells, like so she was on one. But then the rest of her losses, Halep. Um, in Australia, and then Kerber in Indian Wells, Halep in Miami, um, Kanta at Rome, Svitolina at the French Open, Barty at Birmingham. So these are all players who have been number one or in the or been top five. So she's losing to players of clout, but still is like a lot of these matches, okay, maybe minus the two Halep matches, because we got to figure out what to do with Halep. She's been in either the match or she's been in the a set. But then she doesn't figure it out, or she like she'll be up and then she just goes away, and when she wants to come back, it's too late because other players have already taken this big lead. So it makes me feel like yes, girl, you can still do it, and I know Venus truly believes she can, but we just need you to like focus. Like I personally believe, and I don't know if she's seen a sports psychologist. I don't think Venus has gotten over 2017. Um. I think Venus put a lot of work at the end or of 2016, and she said, 2017, I'm doing something. Like, I'm winning a Grand Slam. Like, I feel like she told her mom, because I feel like she has these talks with her mom, and she tells her mom, like, Mom, I'm winning a Grand Slam. this And I think she said that. She made the Australian Open final, made Wimbledon final, made the U.S. Open semifinals, it was two points away from being in the final, made the year-winning championship final, and she didn't win any of those matches. And I think all the hard work she put in mentally to fight through those matches, physically to stay in tip-top shape, like to stay healthy, I think she still has not recovered from not winning anything that year. And I think okay. it still scares her when she gets up or she feels like like I'm not supposed... I don't know what it is, but I feel like she needs to go talk to somebody. I don't know if that's Girl, just...
0: It's still... It's still. I'm not over it. That was fucking heartbreaking. I mean, that was heartbreaking for all of us to see her get so close and then not to be able to go th- to finish it out and get at least one. And I'm not blaming it on her. I mean, some of it was like mental, but That's a lot. That's hard. It's a big disappointment. So I, she's struggling with it. I totally get it. But she needs to learn how to deal with it. Like, you're wasting time. And that's what I need her to. I mean, I know she knows. She's very aware of how old she is. Everybody brings it up every time they talk to her. And so she knows that it's like she's running out of time. But I'm like, girl, I really think it's her brain. I can see the desire in her. It's just that when it gets into it, and I think as soon as she goes up 4-1, she's like, okay, I can't let what happened before happen. And as soon as they win a game and it's 4-2, then she starts to lose it, and then she starts yes. playing bad. She starts making errors, and next thing you know, it's five all, six five, seven five. The match, the set is over, <laughs> and she ain't won no more games. It's like a self fulfilling yep. prophecy.
1: Yep, which is which is exactly what happened at Wimbledon in two thousand seventeen. Exactly, like she was, Venus was playing beautiful tennis. Like Venus was striking the ball very nicely. Mugarutha was playing well too, but Venus was playing beautiful grass court tennis. She was up four three. I was still on serve. She had that forehand to get to break point or to break to go up five three. And then like you saw the desire in her eye. You saw the fight, and she missed that forehand. And then Mugarutha won that game and you just it is like she just is like fear took over. She's like, oh my gosh. I see, like she thinks like she feels like, did I just miss my chance? Yeah. And then she feels like she can't get another chance in the match. And then after that, what ended up happening? Venus lost the second set in a Wimbledon final six love. Yeah. Like, I'm embarrassing. Venus, Venus doesn't do that. You don't lose no set six love in a Wimbledon final. But like you said, it's like, she just, she just stopped believing. It's like, she could not get out of her way. She didn't, she's like, I missed my chance. Now I'm going to lose a match. And it just breaks my heart because like you said, I can still see the desire But you know, it's like, it's a mental thing. Like, I cannot trust Venus until they say game, set, match, Williams. I do not care if she's up 6-love, 5-love, 40-love. I cannot trust her until they say game, set, match, Williams.
0: Basically. Basically, which is sad, but, I mean, I feel like she can figure it out. I'm going to be here to watch her until she says she's done playing tennis. Don't know what that means for me as a fan, but I guess I'm just going to have to learn to endure.
1: <laughs> I mean, to be a Venus fan, you got to really be long-suffering. Yeah. But I'm here for it. I think it was nice of her to play a warmer tournament, so she got some... Yeah, like, it was a good, up, I think. She got a foot on the grass. She played a tournament. She got some some of the rust off because she lost early at the French. Um and I think it'll help her be ready for Wimbledon. I hope. I hope she's focused. Like I genuinely still believe. And I, let me tell you something. I am like the biggest wisher of Venus. Like Venus has been a seven grand slam since two thousand and um, eight. And I just think about if she had won Wimbledon in two thousand and seventeen, she'd be at eight. And I feel like if she had won Wimbledon, she would have won the US Open because she, wouldn't have, she would have not dealt with the nerves. And she would have been at nine. Like, I have been wanting Venus to get to double digits for so long because she deserves to be in double digits. And I just know at this point, she doesn't care about double digits. I just think she wants to win one more. And she believes she can win one more. And I know Venus wants one more Grand Slam title and she wants at least one more gold medal, whether it be in singles, doubles, or mixed. And then she's going to ride off into the sunset girl, I want that for you so please find a way to make it happen because I I need us to win a title we've been at 49 since 2016 like (laughs) yeah well we will never
0: know with her, she could come out and do something unexpected or she could do much of the same like I said, regardless, I'll be here watching like a fool,
1: <laughs> cheering her on like I always do, hoping for the best. I will too. I'm wishing her the best, and someone made a good someone tweeted something on Twitter, obviously because they tweeted um which i which I think is so funny and so true. They said they need Venus to go ahead and win something because nothing motivates Serena more than Venus's success, right, <laughs> and I was like, facts. Like, let Venus come out here and win a title, let alone a Grand Slam. I bet you Serena going to tear. Serena will win another four slams in a row. She totally would. Let Venus will retire, too. Look, look. Let Venus find a moment and get in the spotlight and have the headline. Serena will be on that treadmill. Olympia will have to sit at home with Auntie. And Serena will be on that treadmill running and making sure she does what she needs to do to get the headline back on her. <laughs> yep. So true um that is my take on the women's game um and yeah um we it's an interesting time for the women's game that's all i'm gonna say
0: yeah it's just all over the place who's gonna win wimbledon who knows who knows but i guess we'll talk about that more in two weeks when it draws out
1: the crazy thing is illegit and it, it legit could be anybody
0: no it, really it could,
1: could be, it could be somebody we don't know anything about
0: exactly that's why i'm like who knows Good luck to all the people who bet on this. Y'all are in for this year. I feel like.
1: I just it's so crazy. Like, ooh, do Chile. Chile. Um, Yeah. You want to take a break?
0: Yeah, we'll take a break. Come back and then uh, talk some more.
1: (laughs) Okay, this break will be brought to you by Hershey's Kisses. Want some chocolate? Need a kiss? Get you a Hershey's Kisses. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> we'll be back
0: <laughs> oh child I got mm, got chocolate on the microphone excuse me not on the microphone oh god it's just you know I love them so much you know I'll be like well let me have one and then I'd be like, oh, let me have two oh, let me have three it's only like 10 calories let me just have more
1: because you know you oh. can't have just one Okay, um, I think that's um Pringles, but you know,
0: no, that's Hershey's Kisses too. You never been, you ever eat just one of them things because they're so
1: little. But it's not their slogan.
0: I know, I'm not saying it's their slogan, but I'm saying it makes they make you want to eat more. I remember I used to always eat a bunch at once because it's like I would be like, oh, let it's me so just eat one. What? It's
1: because it's so little. You're like, yeah. oh, like. I can do like 10 of them. 10 of them is like one chocolate bar. Exactly. Precisely. <laughs> so, yeah, so good. Mm, love my heart's kisses.
0: Not the ones with the almonds though. Those are gross. I no. Ew. I can do without the almonds. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh so great. Uh we're actually done now, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes, are we wrapping the show.
1: Thank you guys so much again for tuning in. Yep.
0: Uh Yeah, I mean it's been a interesting two weeks. Glad we got to kind of recap some of that. It's been a lot. It's always funny because we're always like, okay, we can't talk about this too much on the phone because we have to save it for the show. <laughs> <laughs> got to talk about it on the show. Got to talk about it on the show. We should just record everything we say and then cut that into the episode. It would be hilarious. Some of the things say are like so like factual and funny. And right. And rude. Because, you know, we specialize that's a, in Rude. That's a bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I guess we'll talk to you guys in two weeks. It'll be... The middle of Wimbledon. The middle of Wimbledon, yeah. So I guess we'll talk on the Sunday when they don't play. Yes, that'll be right? perfect. Yeah, that'll be good. We'll try to get the episode out then so we can kind of recap the first week. Um, maybe... We'll do a quick little something when the draw comes out just to kind of talk about what we think. That might be a good idea. I don't know. We'll see how we feel. You know, we have lives and stuff because we're adults. But we'll see what goes down. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, As always, follow us on Serving Up Podcasts, on Instagram, on Facebook, and um, on SoundCloud. And you can look us up at Serving It Up on the Apple Podcast Directory. Follow us there so you can get our episodes every time we post them. Uh, Thank you guys for listening. We will be back in two weeks to talk some more about the finale of the grass court season.
1: So quick. Yes, we will. Thank you Mm -hmm. guys for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Hope it brought some joy to your life. Made you laugh. Made you cry. Made Mm. you eat some chocolate. Made you get some cheesecake. Mm, Yes, cheesecake. I'm going to go there soon. (laughs)
0: all right we'll talk to you guys later
1: all right bye guys
0: bye